Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Before jumping on the bonus content or merch train, ask if your listeners can afford more content or goods from you. It's time for an overhaul of how podcasters think about monetizing their shows. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. So I'm bearish on bonus content. Yeah, bearish, by the way, means ah, I'm not so sure about this whole bonus content thing. Sure, some people out there who listen to your podcast and certainly lots of people who listen to podcasts overall want bonus content from you, want merchandise from you, but but not all of them. And I don't even think most of them want that. See, it's a two-sided problem. There's a demand problem. As we learned last week from the Infinite Dial 2021 report from Edison Research and Triton Digital, the average number of episodes a human listens to while listening to podcasting is eight per week. Eight episodes per week of only five shows, but eight different episodes, right? And then those of us who are crazy like me and perhaps you who listen to like a lot of shows, People who said 11 or more is how many episodes I listen to every week were only 19% of all the respondents. So that's a smallish number. So on one problem, how much room do people have in their life for more content? And then there's a supply problem on the other side. It's twofold. But the biggest one is for many podcasters, you may be one, the thought of making even one more episode, one additional episode for people who pay you is freaking you out. There are podcast creators out there who just cannot handle making any more content. They are at the gills right now. And there's me. I, I, what, what am I supposed to do? Put out more than one show a day? <laughs> yeah. So you got a demand problem and you got a supply problem on there. And yet... Our friends at Apple are, as we all know slash suspect, about to roll out ways for podcasters to get paid by their audience, either for paid subscriptions, perhaps 99 cent episodes, who knows. And by the way, when they roll that out, not if, when they roll that out, it's going to work great for some, just like all the other pay to get more or pay to get different models work. But again, both of those things are more. (laughs) Oh, one more thing. You probably don't have nearly as many people listening to you on Apple Podcasts as you think. But that's a topic for another another episode. This morning, I was reading that Twitter is soon to release something called Super Followers. It's a way to get paid through your that platform. 
And I like the way that Twitter is thinking about why super followers might work and what sorts of paid material would be out there for the Twitterers out there. And that kind of got me to thinking about what are some things worth paying for? What makes the, the podcast, the podcaster perhaps, have things that are worthy of paying for that isn't necessarily making brand new content, more episodes for them to stream? Well, let's, let's unpack some different ways. And I, and I came up with three. One thing that might be worth paying for, and, and I would like your feedback on this, one thing I think that might be worth paying for is priority access, kind of like a fast lane to you. Now, this would, I don't know exactly what form this takes, whether it's a separate email, new accounts for social, whatever, but a way for the listening audience who is paying for this private access, no, priority access, fast lane to you content so they can reach you and and you know there's that word that many of us hey let me pick your brain well here's a way for you to to do that and not necessarily pick your brain but just get in front of the queue of people who have questions for you just to come up first i think that might work pretty well for knowledge-based podcasters also journalists if you want an inside track to get there but then again, I think it could probably work for hobbyists. I mean, whatever you're interested in, there are likely other people who are interested in that as well and would like to have you on speed dial, not literally on speed dial, so they could talk about something with you or get your opinion on something. Priority access. It's a possibility, maybe worth paying for. There's also the inner circle. Just thinking about the inner circle, not necessarily, well, it's different content, but not, not different podcasting content. Things like special events, you know, maybe there's special uh, clubhouses or Twitter spaces or Discord servers or something else. An event where you're going to be at the the AMA, if you will, the ask me anything that only people who are invited to this inner circle because they've given you money can actually attend. Maybe it's behind the scenes stuff. I mean, like this right now. Like like the the thing I do when I record this show live on LinkedIn, kind of the same thing that live TV does. You can see t- filmed before a live studio audience. The studio audience that's live is tiny compared to the number of people that are reached by the broadcast. But maybe that's something that's worth paying for to see all those behind the scenes hidden things that get lost in the process of making a podcast. Possibly. Maybe private social channels. Is a way to do that, you know, kind of like Friendstagram. That's the private Instagram account you have that you just invite your friends to. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's a blending of the inner circle and the priority access through some sort of a social app to interact. The third thing I can think of is actually the opposite of more content, and that's less content. So, you know, a director's cut if there were actually cuts, <laughs> not just more stuff shoved in the middle of it. Maybe it's a highlights reel for the really busy people who listen to your show who can't get to it. Then you publish it four times a week, Evo. Or maybe a weekly recap. Here's all the things that covered that were missed. Same thing, similar. Maybe it is a version of your existing episodes that's all you. No interview, if in fact you interview people. Maybe people want really about you. And not your interviews. I've had people tell me that in the past when I was doing interview shows. I like you. I'm more interested in you than I am the guests. Hmm. Or maybe it's all interview and not you. Maybe you have really interesting guests on, but you also have other segments that people care less about. 
break those up and offer them again the produce this content's already there it's just a little little reworking to get it out to people what's going to be right for you i mean I don't know the answer to that question, and I can tell you what you should not do is do not ask your fans. <laughs> if you ask your fans, chances are you will hear the answer more, more than anything else. But it's not your fans you're doing this for. I mean, fans are great. Do something for the fans who will pay you money off them, but other people as well. I would say instead, ask your podcasting peer group. Ask your friends in the podcasting space what they think about getting paid for their podcast without doing more podcasting. Those good ideas will bubble up. I'd love to hear about them, and I would also love to see what you wind up implementing. Now, if you loved this particular piece of content I had, and you don't want extra content from me, because really, where are you going to put it? Please go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and slide a virtual coffee my way. That's always nice. That's it. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast, Pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.